Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. We are going to talk about four tips on designing the life that you will love with my guest, Amy Kohler. And let me read your bio because we're friends here, but you need to know her, her as a business owner, designer, and mom and wife that she is. She is passionate about passionate about building and growth in her own life with herself, her business, and building up those around her. She lives and works in Utah's Heber Valley with her husband and three kids. She enjoys spending time outside, especially in the desert, wake surfing and boating, traveling, playing pickleball, and spending time with her family. Amy has a passion for creating spaces and values the vulnerability that comes with design. Her business style of life design specializes in new build construction and design. She believes that your environment can reflect you and she helps you achieve your dream life. Uh, We met in a line at a conference where I was speaking at. We've kept in contact online and then years later wound up rooming together at Alt Summit in Palm Springs, California. The rest is history. So we've gone to lots of events together. We have one coming up. Uh, dance parties, walk and talks, Marco Polo's, conferences, uh, karaoke, axe throwing, double dates, you name it. We do the fun, we do the serious, we laugh, we cry, we talk therapy, kids, business, spirituality, and life. So Amy's like all the things for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Yes. So I'm excited to have Amy here because Amy, I was an interior, interior designer for eight years. And that's what I graduated um, with my college degree in. And so when I, I obviously have my own experience in seeing other designers and being one myself. So when I saw you and how you were a designer, I knew that it was different. You do have a very different way of approaching design for people. And it's not like my, my style is this. So this is what you get. You really do work with people so that they have something special and not just what everyone else has. Yeah. I'm not a designer that's like religiously committed to my aesthetic. I actually would rather just call crawl into my client's brains a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I think sets you apart from most. Oh, well, Well thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So today we are going to talk about how we can find ways to design the life we want. And so, yeah, I invited the interior designer, (laughs) but also someone who is intentionally living her life and not waiting for life to happen to her. And so the first question I have for you, Miss Amy, is um, where do we start? What's the first step when we're trying to say, okay, I'm going to live an intentional life. I'm sick of life happening to me. Okay. So I'm going to relate this to a build because that's where I live. 99% of the time. So I work building usually new homes and we start with a set of plans before anything's ever done. And the most important step of this process is visualization. And so part of my job is being able to show people, this is where you're going to be at the end. 
when literally you're standing on a lot and it's just dirt. <laughs> this is where you're going to be at the end. This is going to be your view. This is the sofa you're going to be sitting on, things like that. Um, when that, how that applies to life for me is visualizing a life that I want, right? When I first started my business specifically, I thought if I just do all the things and make money and put in the work, I will have this amazing life. And I realized really quickly that wasn't true. <laughs> Even though I had all the best intentions, um, it just wasn't true. It's not how it worked out. I was working way more than I wanted. I was worried and stressed and pulled in a bunch of different directions. And so I think in life, it's the same. I started visualizing. Um, I would do meditations that were visualizations. Um, I would write down what my dream day would be, what my dream life would be, what it looked like, how it felt. And I started making decisions in line with that end goal. So just like in the build, that end vision of what we're looking for can help us because there's 1 million decisions on the way. Right. Oh man. I mean, if you've ever built a house before, you know, yeah. It's like, what hardware do you want? What color are the cabinets? What style is the door? What tile? How do you want it laid? What grout? You just go on and on and on and on. And if you don't have a map or if you don't know where you're going, then it gets really overwhelming really quickly. Yeah. So I would say visualizing the process and setting setting a goal for your life. What do I want my life to look like? What do I want it to feel like? Okay. I uh, love all of that. And I'm going to go right to where you began, which is you help people see what they cannot see, right? Yeah. So I can read a house plan. Mm -hmm. It's it's easy for me to look and understand. I can walk into a new build and I can look at the framed walls and be like, yeah, I get what's going on here. The average person struggles to do that, I would say. And True. so you do have that special ability to hear, here's what it looks like. So in life, if we are just living, I feel like I was living that way for most of my life of just showing up day to day. And I wasn't really looking ahead. Um, sometimes I was living in the past of, you know, bringing up old things that maybe were hurtful or wishing for things that made me happier and really not living in the day. Yeah. And or letting the past guide you. Yes. Instead of where you wanted to go. Yeah. 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 And taking some risks maybe yeah. and, and starting to branch out. And so for, for me to start to visualize, I didn't even recognize I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Okay. Until you get to a place where you're like, Oh wait, <laughs> crap, this is not a good place. So are we preventing a midlife unraveling here by telling you these? Truths? I hope so. <laughs> I feel like that's where it starts. I think later we can talk about embracing the midlife unraveling because it's all part of the process. It really right? is. Right. But yeah. But I feel like that's what kind of gave me that jump start is saying, is recognizing I wasn't even aware. I wasn't living the life I wanted. I was just showing up. And so our listener might be there where they're saying, okay, I haven't actually thought about what my ideal day looks like as a partner, mm -hmm. as a parent, as an employee or boss, as a friend, what does it look like? Who do you want to be spending your time with? What do you want to be spending your time doing? What are the things that fill you up? What are you missing out that you want to be doing more of? 
those are the things we're talking about. Yeah. I, um, had joined a coaching group last year and they had a woman come on who specialized in visualization, which I thought was super interesting because she was basically saying, if you can convince your brain through visualization that this is possible and this is real, then you'll have a much easier time making decisions that will help with change. And I, she did one where, um, a meditation slash visualization, that's going to be a tough word, um, (laughs) where she had you imagine your best self in five years or 10 years and, and you meet yourself Mm -hmm. and who is that person? What are they like? What kind of energy do they have? What's their light? Like what's their, what are they doing every day? That was a really good place to start for me mm-hmm. was, okay, if I keep doing all the things that I'm doing every day right now, I'm not going to be that person that I really want to be in five or 10 years. Uh, so just zooming out and being really intentional about, okay, if that's where I want to be, these are the things that I need to do today. And I can act as that person today. Okay. So I love the way you put it. And it's I- like how you find it. Like, how did you find it? find what the ideal life for me. Well, yeah. Like how did you form, like you said you were lost and I don't think you are now. Mm -mm. No, I'm not. Yeah. Like how did you find that, that visualization of the future, especially you just went through a huge shift. Yes. Right. Well, I think what you said about living in your past and Mm -hmm. dictating, like letting the past dictate. Yes. I did live that way. You know, I no, I'm an interior designer. That's what I do. So what else am I going to do? Because when that finished after eight years, I became full-time mom. And so starting something new was like, it was too much. There was too much out there to think, what does that even look like? And so for me, it was more about, it wasn't like, I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to be a coach. I had none of this in my plan, but here I am. But I, I do believe it was opening my mind and my heart to the opportunities that would present themselves and saying yes, when I would want to say no, saying no, when I want to say yes, like learning how to be boundaried, um, those types of things. So that when the opportunity to start a podcast four years ago came, scared the crap out of me. Why would anyone listen to me? Yeah. Like. I'm not an expert. What are we even talking about? Mm -hmm. I have a list. Who's going to listen to this? But I did it Mm -hmm. because it scared me. And I grew and, you know, you listen to the podcast four years ago. I sound different than I do today. And I can do this easy peasy. And, you know, most people that come on are a little nervous, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know what you mean by sarcasm. I'm like, welcome to Hollywood. Yeah. There's microphones. (laughs) Yes. Um, So there's that, just being open to the idea that I could shift and change, that there is possibly more for me out there. And even this year, as we stepped into our divorce and me saying, can I do this on my own? I've had my own business this whole time, but I always had this partner. Mm -hmm. And then I brought on other partners. Can I do this? And so for me to name my podcast, this is Ashlyn is very intentional. It's just me inviting the people that I love and respect. It's me. I get to choose. Yes. I don't have to hold resentments on anyone for not doing their part. It's me. So I love it. That's, I guess, where I would say is just being started for me being open. And I've heard you talk over the years of broader ways that you've chosen to 
make a roadmap. Like I want to spend time with my girls every day or like, Mm -hmm. even on your stories, I think in the last 24 hours, you were saying, this is my dream day. Yeah. And you lined it out. Like to me, those broader values can guide you. If you don't know your exact, this is where I'm going to live. And this is what I'm going to do for work. Yeah. And this is how many hours I'm going to work and how many kids I'm going to have. And if I'm going to have a partner or not, but you can let those values kind of guide you as I remember you saying, I want to look out my window and see the forest. Yes. Stuff like that. So that's still in my plan and it it will happen sometime. But right now I look out my window and I see a house. So (laughs) girl, hello house. It's fine. Yes. Um, It'll be wonderful. It's a process. Yes. But, um, I will say you bring up values and we've brought this up on the podcast before. And a lot of people may not know what that even means, but values are what helps you create your own boundaries and the, the views that you want to see your life. Right. Yes. So if you just go to Google, you can say, um, a list of values and print that out that can give you a start. Okay. So if you have no idea what your values are, you might have beliefs, especially if you're religious or you have come from a family culture, you have beliefs, but are those your values? They might be, but they may not be. And so digging in, you take that list, there's probably 50 words on there. Um, You're going to see like honesty or growth or fun. Mm -hmm. And you, I go through and just highlight, you know, I'm going to, all these things speak to me. And then what I would suggest is you narrow it down to about five. Okay. And these are your core values. This is who, this is how you really are living your life. This is where you hold resentments. So I have a very strong core value of honesty. Yes. So when people skirt around being honest, I have serious red flags. Same. Okay. <laughs> Same. So it goes with a partner, but it also goes with friends. It goes with business. And, and I just want transparency. And so when I crave that and I don't get it, immediate resentments come up. That's an indicator for me of saying, Hey, something's off here and it's my stuff. It's hitting my core value. I need to talk to these people. Yes. Okay. Yes. So for me to lay out my whole day, I know that I value time with my kids. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that started my day was my girls coming into my bed and we cuddle and we just talk. And that's how we start our morning connection. Yeah. I love that. Um, would I have said that eight years ago? Probably not. It was different. Um, but when I really started to dig in, yeah, I figured out what I value and that's how I kind of scheduled my day of what I really want. And I value my time more than I value work. So I've really tried to create the life that I want and fit work into three days so that I have the rest of the week off. Yes. And it works. Yes. It works for you. And I think that's important to understand is it's so unique for everyone. Yes. It's not going to be the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to value money. Some people are going to value time with family connection, growth, all of those values. I wish I had a list in front of me now. I didn't even know you could Google. Yeah a list of values. I'm going to definitely do do that. (laughs) I went to a conference where they had us imagine the end of our life and what people would say about Mm. us based on our different roles. So as a parent, as a business owner, as a spouse or a partner, as a friend. uh, And that's kind of how I came up with some of mine was looking back and thinking, how would I want to be remembered after a lifetime? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's important to me, the legacy that I leave behind? And so mine were connection, growth, that people felt loved and accepted by me, 
So I don't know where these fall on the list. I'm no, so excited to figure out. It's perfect because I know you and I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, those are your core Creating, values. Creating, building something that I can leave behind, um, making the world more beautiful. And um, for me, like elevating or ri- like helping people rise to a, another level, whether that's through design or just my relationships. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to me when I went back and applied those values to the goals I was setting for the year mm-hmm. or however long it changed. There was a big shift hmm. Same. I like that. So I don't, I think there's lots of ways to figure it out and it's going to be different. Even it was interesting for me because then I was so loved this conference. I went home and I told my husband, you have to go. I really, really want you to go to this. It just gave me a lot of intention and direction. So he went to the same, it was actually just a business conference. Like mm-hmm. I was there with people who worked in all different businesses and even just aligning our values and making sure that our visions could mesh was really interesting exercise. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Well you want to like someday move away and live in a beach house in Kauai. Like, how am I going to run an interior design business from there? I, I couldn't. And so just also, I think it's tricky because we're so unique to mesh that with a partner mm-hmm. or a family. Totally doable. It is. And I think you bring up an important part. We are so unique. We don't have to be matchy-matchy, especially if we're in a partnership. But um, I do think it's important. Sometimes we look and say, oh, you value money. That's negative. That's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just, it, it is what it is. And that's part of who you are. And it's a great thing. Um so money's just energy, right? Yeah. And yeah. so it's okay if you are motivated by those things. Don't judge your partner. Don't judge yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will help you be more intentional. So I love all this. Yes, I love it too. Okay. The next one. Oh, can I say one oh. more thing about that? Yes. I just thought of. Well, because we live in the society where it's like hashtag couple goals, <laughs> hashtag vacation goals. Yes. Right. And so instead of maybe being judgmental, I think there's a few ways that can go. You can feel hurt. You can feel shame. You can feel judgment, but instead just looking at as looking at it as that's what that person values Mm. and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's where they've put their time and their energy into having a podcast, having a YouTube channel, growing a business, um, being a same stay at home mom and growing a family, whatever it is, people, um, always are their best when they're putting their values forward. And so Mm -hmm. I'm like glad that we're all different because look at all the funny videos on the internet. That (laughs) to me is like, see, and that's when, what a blessing. That's when I think you left out of your values is that you value fun and you bring it. Oh, I love to be fun. (laughs) So that needs to be added just so you're aware. Fun is fun. (laughs) Fun is way fun. Yeah. Okay. Step two. Um, okay. So after you create your vision, that's the fun part. <laughs> okay. That's the fun, scary part. Then it can get a little bit more scary when you have to actually build that vision. Yeah. Right. I think it's important to understand that building takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. It takes most of the time a budget and money. <laughs> If you're building a house, yeah, 100 million percent of the time, yeah, right. But okay, so let's move that over to building a life that we love. 
are we going to become the people that we want to be? Am I going to become the person that at the end of my life, everyone says all these wonderful things I want them to say about me by tomorrow? Probably not. <laughs> I wish I'm definitely the person that wants to put the seed in the ground and mm-hmm. have corn on the cob the next day. <laughs> but yeah, it takes time. It takes effort. It's a lifelong process. And I love the part, like it takes budget. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about investing in ourselves and and I mean, how many, how many conferences have I talked about that I've gone to over just already on the yeah, podcast? Yeah. Um, I feel like a hurt, like a pinnacle turning point for me was investing in myself, investing in myself in a way where I'm like, this is how I want to grow. Mm-hmm. I want to find the people that can help me grow and I'm going to pay them money <laughs> to teach me how to grow. Yeah. So I've done a lot of that. Um, therapy, therapy costs money. And it's so worth it. Best return, best budget. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. Um, I think just those daily things mm-hmm. that we do, those when I have to zoom out and say, okay, am I in line with my vision? Am I laser focused on where I want to go? And oh, I'm not. What do I need to change? How can I shift and get myself where I need to be? Or even more, okay. Uh oh, that vision's not going to work. <laughs> That's a big shift, right? Yeah, How yeah. am I going to move into creating a new vision that is going to work for me? How can I honor myself and knowing, like, oh, I thought I wanted that, but now I don't? Yeah. So, how can I move? So, I think just effort, energy, time, budget. Yeah. I don't know that I even have anything to add because I'm like, yes, all of those things. And it really makes sense looking at it from both sides. And you have helped me be more of that invest in yourself with going to the people, I like to call it people who are two steps ahead mm-hmm. or in people who have the same energy of wanting to maybe grow in those specific ways. And I noticed that, that all of my friends that are the closest to me are currently in therapy. Yes. There's something so powerful about getting together with people who all want to grow and who all have space for you to grow. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people want us to stay Mm -hmm. the same. Mm -hmm. It's more comfortable for everyone. Yeah. And so when you can find a tribe of people, whatever that looks like, who can love you through the growth, it's, really valuable. That's Amy. She's seen me through the ups and the downs and she's still here. Same for you. (laughs) I'm like, that's why I'm like, we do the happy and the sad. That's very true. That's very true. We do. Well, and I think in business, you need people who are two steps ahead who you can say, I think I'm going to quit and just like sell drugs for a living. (laughs) Or who knows, like, I'm just going to go sell jerky on the side of the road because that makes you happy. (laughs) Well, and that are like, you know what? I really get it. But like, you could keep going Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, I could. Yeah. Well, Well, and I've noticed, um, we have all different kinds of friends Mm -hmm. and you do as well, but I know at the beginning of this year, um, another friend said, you need more strong women to surround yourself with strong business women because I've been surrounding myself with strong business men, mm-hmm. which is not terrible. They're awesome men. However, I don't have the 
the influence of these women as much as I need it. And that really hit me like, oh, I do kind of feel more alone in some ways. And I only have like you and a couple other friends who own their own business, who can understand some of the relatables that, you know, some of my friends don't understand. It's a specific set of stressors that come with being a woman in business that even with my husband, I'll say, tell him about experiences that I've had in business. And I'm like, it was because I was a woman that this happened. And he, he's like, I never would have even mm-hmm. thought of that, but you just have to be conscious in a different way. And I think there's power in that there's power in saying, well, this is how I overcame it. I mean, Ash, this is what you do every day. <laughs> like, why are we even like, this is you show people you're the two steps ahead for so many people in some ways, but yes, not all the in ways. different ways, yeah. but yeah, like just showing someone, this is how I built what I built. And I mean, I'm in a very competitive field Mm -hmm. where there's a lot of like trade secrets and, um, like people maybe would view designers as kind of like a snooty Mm. bunch or a kind of a not very approachable crowd. And I'm the girl that's every year at the furniture market, like, does anyone want to go to dinner? Like who wants to sit and talk and want to connect? (laughs) Yes. I want to connect. Connection is important to me. And I'm like, we totally have things that can help each other. I went to dinner at the last market and got so many great ideas and solutions just in one dinner of that with a stranger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Of people I had just met saying like, this is how I tackle this and this is what I do. And this is what I do. And I'm saying, Oh, well, I took this course and I did this. And then afterwards we're like, what was that book? What was that? Um, texting each other and, and figuring that out. But I think in life it's the same. I think that's why we love to congregate as women. Like Mm -hmm. this is how I did this with my 11 year old when it was really, I was like, Oh, what's happening. (laughs) Or this is how I, you know, handled it when I was questioning my spirituality or figuring out what I wanted to do with my life or my vision. So I love that building is easier in a group. Yeah. And then sometimes you have to do, you have to do your own stuff. Yeah. And I think all of that is still investing in yourself, right? You're putting yourself out there. Time. Um, yeah, you're investing time for me. That's pushing myself to be outgoing when Mm -hmm. I'm more in the middle, I can be both. And so I'm a little uncomfortable in those moments, but they always pay off. And so I love all that. Um, and I will say this, I've had a few reach out and say, your divorce isn't fair. And it's, you know, you have a business and you have your house and you have all these things that's not normal. And what's normal. I know, but I'm like, well, I don't necessarily respond, but in my head, I'm going, I've built. I've spent yeah. so much time building the life that I have. And even though it didn't work out how I wanted, here I am. It shouldn't just fall down to nothing. No. Not if we're building correctly. <laughs> Should we go back to us, right? We right. had a foundation. But I did. And I've worked so hard for so long. It, this didn't happen in January. Right. It and, wasn't like you were like, uh-oh, I better build up everything because I'm going through a divorce. Right. And, yeah. and if you're in that spot, good for you for saying, Hey, I'm taking a stand. I'm letting life 
be more intentional from here on out. We all have to have that awakening. Yeah. But I think it's like what you mentioned of looking at other people and just saying, okay, this is what they value and not taking it as this is different than me. It must be they're wrong, you know? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I would add with your example in mind, consistency. Oh, you know it. I was telling a friend uh, on a hike. I said, we gave for three years. We gave, 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 and we never asked every single week. We Mm -hmm. took two weeks off of a year. Okay. And I gave. And when we finally started asking, people were like, what? How dare you ask for money? How dare you ask for like your courses? Uh Mm Uh-huh. And it was like, I've worked and I've been so consistent to give and to share my heart and to, to do what I started this business for my core value. Right. And now I'm saying, Hey, I want you to really be invested and to put the time and effort in and here's everything. Um, And that's, there's that energy exchange, right? mm -hmm. Like, okay, I've given you all this energy. I need you to give me some energy back so I can keep going. That's all money is. It is. And I know we both value abundance Mm -hmm. and living in that. And I have and through all of this, you know, transition the last seven months, it's been okay. Oh yeah. Like I have so much uncertainty. There's so much hard happening behind the scenes, but I'm also like, we're going to be fine. I've seen it. I've seen it on Marco Bolo. I'm like, she's okay. I don't know, but she's okay. She, I, I could, I felt that from you. You've definitely walked through all the emotions and mm-hmm. you've walked through the hard stuff yeah. and there's good days and bad days, but yeah, there are. I, I think when you've built the way you've built, you know, you can keep building. Yeah. Which is the same for you. Yeah. So I agree. The quote in my kitchen is not to spoil the ending for you, but everything is going to be okay. I'm all spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. It'll be fine. Yes. You're going to be so happy. Okay. Love it. So we visualized, we've started building. Now what? Okay. So the next thing that I have is you have to let go of the old to invite in something new. Building, right? You have to let go of the house you're living in. You have to let go of, sometimes I'll go to someone's house and they're like, I want you to redesign this whole room, but I want to keep these sofas and these chairs and definitely this and definitely that. And I'm like, why am I here? Why am I here? Because you're still holding on to the old, which that's great if you want to hold on to the old, but you're not going to have room for something new mm. unless you let go of that when it comes to life. Um, I mean, you have to let go of the old version of yourself in order to become the new version of yourself. If I want to be that woman that I saw in five years and I was so impressed with that was me. I have to let go of some things to become her. Um, sometimes that means letting go of sleeping in. Sometimes that means letting sacrificing in ways in order to build, right? To do the work, sacrificing the money, sacrificing the time and the energy, kind of like what we talked about. But I also think you have to let go of what the vision was before. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I can't be independently wealthy in Hawaii. And also, I mean, I don't want to say I can't, but I, I have to choose where I want to go. And that will mean eliminating things and becoming extremely focused on where I do want to go and who I do want to be. Yeah. I also see you and have seen you let go of old narratives 
about yourself Mm -hmm. and old beliefs. And, and that I believe is a huge part of that acceptance to let go. Yes. Of like, I don't hate who I was Mm -mm. or who I am currently, but I am allowing myself to say, Hey, that I know more now. Yes. And I can do different things. Yes. And I think some of that for me was even stepping into, I actually really like myself now. Whereas before maybe I didn't or stepping into, in order for me to step into feeling confident when I walk in a room and I meet a new client, confident in my ability, confident in the way I look, confident in the way I feel, I have to let go of the insecurity mm-hmm. and the fear of what if they don't like me? Or what if I can't do this job? What if this is too much? I have to let go of that in order to step into the surety and the confidence. So just letting go of fear. I feel like I lived in so much fear for a long time and anxiety for years and years of what was going to happen, who I was, would people like me? And that's something I've been working on this last year is like people pleasing, Mm -hmm. setting clear boundaries with people saying no, and still feeling loved and feeling confident and not wanting to crawl under a rock and hide because there was, you know, it feels, it felt like too much conflict when I was younger. I just never wanted to ever have a conflict with anyone. And as a business owner, especially in the business that I'm in, that is just not going to work. Yeah. It's just not going to work. But I didn't realize that I had to let go of, I thought if I just got tougher, Mm. I'll just get tougher and tougher and tougher and then I'll be fine. But what I didn't realize is I had to let go. I had to let go of the people pleasing. I had to let go of this idea that I was for everyone. I had to let go of, of all those narratives in order to feel like, no, I don't necessarily have to be tougher. I just have to know that I'm worth it and I'm a good deal Mm -hmm. and it's okay. And if they're mad, I can see why they're mad. I can see why they don't like that. And I can still feel how I feel. And what I also hear in that is that you've, you've found solutions and skills to help you show up that way. Oh yeah. Because those therapy, those are learned skills of being able to show empathy Mm -hmm. and to see their point of view, to have understanding, but also stand up for yourself. Yes. So I had someone ask me the other day, they were like, how did you come to this conclusion? We were, I don't even remember what we're talking about. It was like something with church or something. I don't even remember. And, um, I was like years of therapy, lots and lots of therapy. Like I'm stubborn to change just like as stubborn as anyone. But I think when you let go of those self-defeating behaviors, when you've when you can recognize them and say, okay, self, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to move up from this. Then you're like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be, I want to be who I want to be. Yeah. Okay. So I have to say today I have a women's group that I ran right before you came and we were talking about this. We call it the spike narrative where, um, there will be an episode about it. Um, that it's that voice in our head that's giving us those beliefs. Right. And some of them, we don't even notice they've just been there our whole life. You know, someone in fourth grade told me I was shy. And so guess what? I'm always, you shouldn't go talk to them. You're shy. You know, that's not who I am, but it's what I told myself for decades. And so in group today, it's just, Hey, where do I start to rid some of the shame and to start to rewrite these narratives in my head? Well, we have to recognize them. Oh, yep. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's what you're saying is part of that letting go is just noticing 
I'm holding on to these couches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I? Yes. And yes. start to get curious. How does it serve me? Yeah. Why am I holding on to it? I mean, we don't hold on to anything that doesn't serve us in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I think I thought the people pleasing actually protected me mm. when it actually was hurting me. So I think because of those narratives that we internalize, we, we hold on to things for lots of reasons. Yeah. But we got to know why. It does it. <laughs> right. That's where the therapy comes in. Yes. Because you're like, oh, I didn't know <laughs> I was doing that. But I'm totally doing yes. that. Yes. I am totally doing this that. This is my life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you're good at calling me out too. Let's just say that. I think the book, like The Four Agreements, mm-hmm. for me, that was huge. Just realizing that I've made agreements with myself based on maybe things other people have said or experiences mm-hmm. that I've had. I've made agreements with myself that that's who I was or am. And when I realized I actually don't have to agree to those things, mm-hmm. I can go back and re-examine those. Yeah. Change our mind. It's really powerful. When I realized I could change my mind, that was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not everything someone told Bonus. me. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh. and I've never seen you as shy. I mean, cause I'm not a little bit, cause I don't think you're shy. I'm not, but yeah. I have told myself that mm-hmm. for decades. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting rid of a lot of old nerves. I got ready for eighties prom with you and you are not shy. <laughs> I don't know. So it's so interesting to me. I think sometimes the narratives that we hold inside of ourselves that we don't let go of yeah. are just not, they're only real to us. They really are. Yeah. And they were dictating how I live my life. So, yeah. Okay. So I don't think you have any of this happening in your life, but what happens when we do all these things and then it doesn't work? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is very important because no build is ever perfect. Mm. I haven't been on one yet. And I hope that you won't go rate me one star or whatever <laughs> because of that. But there are always, something always goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Something's always backordered. Maybe they built the wall a little off. Maybe, I mean, I've had big mistakes on jobs that have happened. Some my fault, some not, right? <laughs> right. Sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's not your fault at all. Sometimes it's just the way the cookie crumbled. But mistakes are problems. This is the last one. Mistakes or problems are an opportunity for creative solutions. So in every way, sometimes I present a design that I'm like, Oh, chef kiss. My heart is singing. I'm like, this is the one, this is this person. And what if they're just like, I hate it. I hate what you've brought me. (laughs) I always tell people a nose as good as a yes to me, right? That is an opportunity for me to say, why, Mm -hmm. why do you hate this? Why, what don't you like? What do you like? Ask more questions. And in that, I maybe we'll call that a problem in that problem, even though that has kind of a more negative connotation than I would give it. That gives me an opportunity to be more creative mm-hmm. and to come up with something more creative. Um, and, so, and I would say when I've had those problems on jobs, like I had one job where they built the roof wrong. So they created a secret room. Uh-huh. I've had jobs there. There's just things where you can come up with something that's so cool and unique and creative because of the problem. So in our life, bump it over. Okay. Roadblock, right? We kind of talked about that. What happens when your vision all of a sudden 
is on fire. It's no longer, right? What do you do? We pivot. Pivot. We get curious. Why? Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, taking ownership, like yes. finding facts, finding truth, um, sorting through what's assuming or blanket statements and finding what is. Yes. I love that. Facts. Mm-hmm. Similar to what I was saying. Why? Why do you not? Yeah. What do you like? What don't you like? Why? Oh, I don't like the arms on the sofa. I think they're really weird. Okay. Right. That's, it's all just information. It's not personal. It's not about my design that I loved. Right. Or me. It's mm-hmm. not about me. It's just information. This is how what I did affected this person. This is how what I did affected this situation. What does that mean to me? Do I want to be different? Am I, am I happy with how I've, I've showed up? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I create something new? How can I move forward from this? Um, I think about that a lot in my business. I've thought so many times, like, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to do e-designs only. I want to do <laughs> furniture jobs only. I want to do the, and, and then I get, you know, 10 steps down the road and I'm like, I'm not happy. I don't, I don't like this. And those are all me. I mean, those were like, how many times have I sat and talked with my husband and we've said, I'm like, this is what I built and I don't like it. Mm. I don't like what I built. It's not what I wanted. Right. Vision helps with that. So that's been really helpful. But even sometimes that vision, you think this is how it's going to be. And you get there and you're like, this is not how it's, yeah, it is. So taking, taking steps in that moment to reevaluate, allow for change. I liked what you said about allowing yourself to move and change and the flexibility to listen to yourself. And, and for me, it's honoring myself like, okay, I don't have to hit the finish line on this. Mm-hmm. I can just do it this far and call that good and then reevaluate my vision and move forward. I think that's so important in life, um, in our relationships, in our families, personally, in, in every aspect. Okay. Maybe I've done things this way for the first 30 years, but I don't want to do it that way anymore. Okay. Right. Let's be authentic. Let's listen to ourselves. Mm Okay. So I'm hearing that and thinking of my own business and how it applies when there's a problem, mistake, and how we find solutions. Mm -hmm. I mentor women in Mm -hmm. fitness and nutrition, also women who have been betrayed and have that breach of trust in their relationship. I have women who are coming to me compelled to make change. Like it's on fire. That's true. You're right? right. The world is burning. The world is burning. I need you to fix it. Tell me what to do. So rarely do I have someone who reaches out and they're like, my life is really good. How can you help me? <laughs> right? How would that be? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. It's a good time to evaluate, but <laughs> none of us do it. No. None of us do it. And yeah. so we're coming in our pants are on fire. We need someone to fix it, but there's nothing wrong with, okay, this is a huge problem. I'm being compelled to get creative, find solutions, find someone two steps ahead. Okay. I'm going to commit. I'm going to be consistent. I'm investing. There's nothing wrong with that. I used to beat myself up that I had this problem Mm -hmm. in my marriage or I had this problem with my health. 
But guess what? There's always solutions. There's people who are supportive, Mm -hmm. who are totally willing to help you and not be judgmental. And just here you go. Here's some options. These are things that have worked for me. These are things that have worked for others. Give it a try. Gather the information. I think patience, the vision can create willingness for us to be patient. Mm -hmm. The vision can. Because I think sometimes we just think, I got to move. I got to get out of this place. It's painful. For me, I'm thinking of that time with my business where I'm like, this is not what I wanted to build. I couldn't just turn around tomorrow. I mean, I guess I could have just quit. I don't even know. But yeah, I couldn't. It wasn't going to be an instant solution. But I think the vision gives us the willingness to be patient. Mm -hmm. It's like so many things in design where are you willing to wait a little bit and get exactly what you want? Or are you going to just get something tomorrow that maybe you don't want and you might get rid of in a little bit? (laughs) That happens a lot. That choice comes up so much. I mean, I'm like, I'm sure you've seen all of these in your your design days. Both, both what I do now and then. Yeah. It's like, I'll just settle because it's back order. Because it's more comfortable. Yes. It's, it's going to, it's going to meet my need today, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to meet the vision, right? It's not going to be a lifetime furniture piece. It's not going to be right. It's more disposable. It's more disposable solution. I guess maybe that would be like stuffing. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just like stuffing things down and moving forward. But yeah, I think if you have that vision of what your life can be like, so I mean, someone like you, they come to you, my pants are on fire. Like everything's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Please help. I think one really valuable thing you provide is the vision. Yeah. You're like, look, this is this is how my life looks. This is how her life looks. Her, like all of these people have used these tools and they've gotten peace, happiness, mm-hmm. uh, health, right? Which depending on which lane you're talking about yeah. and, and you can have it too. Right. And, and here's kind of how you could get there. There's a few different ways depending it's unique, right? Yep. That vision, but just creating that vision creates a lot of hope. And so I think the vision, that's why we start there because when the problem comes up, so maybe that's step one, reevaluate the vision. Like, okay, let's zoom out. Let's look at the long-term. Let's look at my vision. Okay. Maybe that vision doesn't work anymore. Maybe I need a new vision. Maybe that vision still works. I just need to walk through this, Mm -hmm. you know, Buffalo through it, whatever. (laughs) So we, I think that it's just inevitable. Yeah. All the problems are inevitable. And when you're like, guess what? There's tons of solutions. I'm like, and guess what? We all have problems and problems are opportunities. Like dare to fail and get back up because yeah. something awesome is going to happen in my opinion. It always, it always does. It's yeah. just so painful in the moment. It hurts really <laughs> bad. It really sucks. Yeah. And it is nice to have people that you can Marco Polo that you're like, wow. <laughs> Remind me, this won't Today last forever. Sucks. This was the worst. I did not like this. I don't like this. I'm in, and and just having people that can remind you who you are, yeah, and where you're going when they're like, yes, it does totally suck, and this is the worst. Yes. Um, okay, I saw a quote the other day that said that person that you're chasing and like, please accept me, please, I'm worthy of you. Mm-hmm. Let's be friends or let's be a partnership. Just stop. Is, is that person even someone that you like, mm. you know, and it's something like that. I look at that and think, okay, there's a problem. Oh no. 
but it's going back and looking at the vision. Is this even what I, is this even a solution that I like? Yeah. Or like, are we going down a whole different path where maybe that wasn't actually the problem? Maybe it started back here and I didn't notice. True. So I think gathering that information, re-examining your vision for the, I mean, if you think about design, right? Like you want to be laser focused and you want all of your decisions to help get you towards that vision. Mm-hmm. So yeah, re-examining so we're, it. We're just going to loop all four, right? So yeah. we get to the fourth and then loop it back to the first. Yeah. When things really hit the fan, just go back to the vision okay. and, and start again. Right. I think also it helps us to edit, like edit, which was letting go. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, maybe you need to edit some things out add some things in, yeah. build and edit. Love it. This was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I have one last question for you. Okay. What is your last be the Buffalo moment? My last be the Buffalo moment. Um, I think just kind of what I talked about earlier, but stepping into the discomfort of difficult conversations in a way where I can really show up as someone that I'm proud of Mm -hmm. and not just bottling everything up and then exploding. I have noticed a big difference as I've started working on that narrative within myself that I can speak my truth. I can say how I feel or what I think in the situation. And I'm not going to rely on the other person, how they react to tell me how to feel. Mm. So and hard. So I still, I wish I could say I'm not totally mastered. <laughs> I think my life is just going to get exponentially better the better I get at that. Yes. Um, and it was really, it's been a really awesome process, but really difficult as I'm facing some of the reasons like, why am I that way? Why did I, who told me, you know, someone told you you were shy. Who told me that I couldn't speak up, you know, maybe when I was teeny tiny and, mm-hmm. and why have I embraced that and, and all those feelings. I think that's probably my, because every conversation feels like a Buffalo moment Yeah, where I'm like, I can let this drag out. I can let resentment build. I can, I can be the cow and stay with the storm. Right. I can definitely do that and keep the peace quote unquote, or I can just have this difficult conversation, move through it and be on the other side. And it's such a better feeling. I love that. And it's simple. It's Mm -hmm. not simple, but it is simple. Like breaking it down to like even a a text conversation, phone call, an in-person. There's so many ways that we can be the Buffalo and use all of these four tips that you just talked about to be that stronger self, not run and charge the storm, but to just face it Mm -hmm. and get the life you want. Just do it now. Yep. (laughs) Don't wait. Okay. I'm going to put Amy's information so you can contact her if you'd like to follow her along. She has a beautiful uh, website and Instagram. You can see her style and some of the work she's doing and creating. And thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the Buffalo.